It's like a void of black. There's a portal open here. Let's talk about some spooky shit. Hey, spooky bitches. It's Birdie. And Jerica. And Savannah. And welcome back to Violent Delights. What's up, spooky bitches? Whoop, whoop. Hi. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. It has been a hot, well, at least for us. Yeah. Probably not for our listeners. We're probably going to hear this like at a yeah, right after weeks. the next one yeah. <laughs> or the previous one. Yeah. But I've missed you all so much. Aww. Does my heart good to too. see you? Yeah, you look extra witchy today. You I love do. Thank you. I'm loving the makeup. I went to TJ Maxx and found a really dark lip stain. So maybe it'll I'm usher sorry. in fall weather because I'm so over 100. Plus. Absolutely. I am so ready for fall. And I usually yeah, am not. Too. Like, I love summer and I live <laughs> for summer. But this whole pandemic, it just ruined it. So. Yeah, I feel like a lot of marketing companies have really finally caught on to the idea that people fucking love fall and mm-hmm. fucking love Halloween mm-hmm. because all my Facebook ads now yeah. are just like, get this cardigan. It has spooky pumpkins and cats on it. And I'm like, fuck, I want that. <laughs> I want that. I need it. You're right. All the, it's all the candles. out. I want that cardigan. <laughs> all the candles for yeah. fall. All the sweaters. All yeah. the leggings. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. This yeah. might make me really basic, but I found a, a Ray Dunn, like, haunted mug. It says haunted. <laughs> I found it on Mercari, and I was like, oh, it's $15. Fuck it. Dude. And I bought it for myself. If oh, I yeah. were to show you my Mercari hearts list right now, I would be the most basic <laughs> bitch of life because that's all I have on there are Ray Dunn mugs yeah. with Halloween. Theme. Don't care. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so ready for Halloween. Oh, I my too. God, you guys. Okay, we just start decorating. Also, it's like August while we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. A girl's pandemic weekend where we, like, watch Hocus Pocus <gasps> Well, you said Practical that Magic. pumpkin link. I want to go to that pumpkin and take pictures oh in arlington yeah yeah oh but i'm totally down for that let's do that let's have a girls weekend and we do we watch some hocus pocus we watch some i don't even know all of that all the witchy (gasps) yes that's gonna be great can we only wear black all that weekend uh yeah i love it okay it makes me happy okay you're ready to talk about some depressing stuff um yeah always all right so birdie I hear that you have a really uplifting story for us today. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about the suicide force of Japan. So violent delights here with a quick disclaimer. We recognize that the language used during Birdie's segment was insensitive. During her recording, she referred to death by suicide as committing suicide. As we record, we continue to learn and grow, and this is no exception. If you or someone you know is considering suicide, help is available. Please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. It's called Aoki Gahara Forest. It's 12 square miles uh, of hardened lava laid down in a past major eruption from Mount Fuji. Um, The interesting thing about the lava is it's resulted in a lot of really interesting caves, so they have a lot of tourists that go in there and go cave diving. There are three main ones that are open, and it also caused a lot of high iron levels in all of the soil. So cell phones 
malfunction, compasses malfunction, video sure. equipment. Technology, and, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, technology in general. All really good science, by the way. Yeah, great. Which um, <laughs> we had an episode a while back where, Jerrica, you were talking about things that pull in different energies. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a qualifier for that. Mm-hmm. Because one, it's a, a major event that changed the landscape, but then it kind of holds in dark history. Yeah, yeah with the the magnetism. So I didn't know that they had caves in that forest either. <laughs> that makes it even creepier. Yeah. yeah, and apparently the forest is like super easy to get lost in. It's very very dense. There's a lot of like twists and turns to it. Roots up everywhere. <clears throat> so even experienced hikers get lost very easily. And if your compass isn't working or your phone isn't working. It can be very dangerous. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Please leave that in. Um, so hikers will actually take like rope or string or ribbon and they'll tie it around a tree and tie it around themselves if they go, go off the paths oh, so that they okay. can come back. Oh my gosh, that gives um, me so much anxiety I know. thinking about it. Well, and the fact that you would have to do that, like, no thanks, I'm good, I don't yeah. know that would. Well, and a lot of people use that force to commit suicide and they'll actually tie the ribbon to their bodies so, that so they can be found. Them. Oh no. Yeah. So if you Google this or go online, there are some, which I mean, do that at your own risk. I had a hard time with it. There are so many images of just like these strings going out into nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. And it just, there's a lot of disrespect. Um, there's a YouTuber uh, named Logan Paul and in 2018, he made a video of him going into the forest, and he and his friends actually, like, stumbled upon a body hanging, and they were laughing about it and kind of poking at it. He, like, went to the parking lot and, like, was chugging sake. Are you kidding me? No. What it a was, disgusting human being. Yeah. It was really bad. Um, and I didn't really like him before I started doing mm-hmm. research into the forest, and now I'm just, like, utterly disgusted because... I mean, this is a suicide forest, but it's people's final resting place. And it's mm-hmm. hundreds of people's final resting place. Yeah. And they went out supposedly looking for ghosts and were like, hey, bro, is that a dead body in the tree? And then filmed it. Wow. And he had on like this doofy ass looking like alien hat. Like it was gross. The whole thing's gross. Douche. Please, like, you can Google images of it. Please don't watch the video. Like, no. don't give him any more clicks. No, absolutely not. Anyway, getting back to the history, the, the forest has a lot of interesting historical parts about it. It uh, has a reputation of being home to a yuri, which are unhappy Japanese ghosts, even before it was known as the suicide forest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's legends that samurais would go in there and commit uh, yakuza on themselves. What or, is that? Uh, death by suicide, where you cut your stomach open, oh, really? like That's you fall on your sword. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so it was known for that for a while. It is referred to as the most popular site for suicide in Japan. In 2003, over a hundred bodies were found. Oh, shit. Um, hundred bodies. Over, yeah, over a hundred bodies. They've gotten to the point to where they only send search parties in once a year to oh, recover bodies. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, it's so often and so frequent. It's so often, it's so frequent. And then the process of them getting the bodies out is insane because they can't call for anybody to come in. Oh. And because it's so twisty and stuff, there's a good chance that if they leave the body, they won't be able to find right. it. So they have, like, these special backpack things that they kind of fit the body over Stop. and carry the body out. And then it's Japanese tradition that once you find a body of someone who's committed suicide, you don't leave it alone. 
until it's buried. Mm-hmm. And so they have these big rooms at the station where they put the suicide bodies, and then someone has to stay in there 24-7, like, overnight. <gasps> Ooh, that's creepy. And, yeah. yeah. And the guards so report... So many horror movies have been made by them. Yeah. The guards <laughs> report screaming. Like, the corpses are screaming at them. And, but they don't consider it a creepy thing because they consider it, like, the Yuri transitioning over. Like, kind of wailing over oh, no. its death and then that's not, passing on. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so the rate of suicides actually has led to officials not reporting the numbers anymore because they're tired of um, encouraging this in popular culture. Yeah, they've also placed signs going into the entry of the forest and the signs say things like, think of your parents, think of your children, like, don't do this, turn back. They have this... <laughs> This, I'm sorry. The cat is laughing. It's, it's meowing. It's making me laugh. It's fine. No, I'm good. Uh, Kevin just wants attention. So there have been, like, countless volunteers and police that go in and, again, like, help look for these bodies. They really want to take care of them. One statistic that I found was that suicide rates in Japan go up in March because that's the end of their fiscal year. And oh, hmm. especially in... Their culture, like, men are very responsible for taking care of their households. Mm-hmm. Well, their life insurance policies cover suicide. Really? Mm-hmm. So if you find out that you were, you know, a financial failure in the past year. Or a disgrace to your family. Right. And, oh, my gosh. You can go and commit suicide, and this is a way for them to kind of redeem themselves in the community. Mm-hmm. And they'll really usually, like point to where their body is going to be. So, like, lots of ribbon. Is there... Because um, their bodies have to be found. Is there, like, a statistic on um, men versus women or, like, with, like, victims? Um, Most likely. I couldn't find anything on that. I kind of poked around. But, again, officials have kind of stopped reporting. Or, like... Yeah, like younger people versus like yeah, yeah. I would be interested to see kind of what that data looks like. Right, um, mm-hmm. man, I really wish I had that too. But um, the site's been um, popularized in Japanese culture. There was a book in the 1960s. Uh, it was a love story about a woman had unrequited love, and she went into the forest and killed herself. And that's when they started seeing upticks. And then Almost they're like romanticizing the idea. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then there's a book called The Complete Suicide Manual, which calls the forest, quote, the perfect place to die. And that's been found on several suicide victims inside the forest. Really? So what are the contents of the book? Like, I mean, is it... I think it tells you how to prepare, like, your will and your estate and, like, easier ways to die, you know? Um, I read on here that one campsite, they found just bottles of bleach oh god that's how the person (gasps) yeah so like the number one way to kill yourself in this forest is um hanging Mm -hmm. and then the second is overdose and then the third is poison so intense and like oh painful and out in the middle of nowhere so there's again a lot of uh natural reasons why this forest is also chosen it's so dense wind can't blow through yeah, I've seen, like, photos yeah. where it's, like, ominous and, like, fo- like yeah. fog. Very fo- yeah, right. foggy. Yeah, foggy. And, again, because of the magnetism, it fucks with birds. So birds don't want to be oh, there either. Oh, okay. So they don't have a lot of wildlife. It's very quiet. It's very still. 
I read a couple of reports that said um, you could he- hear yourself breathing and you could feel like <gasps> your heart. And so it makes it much more enclosed feeling. Ew, I hate that. But at the same time, it's beautiful and peaceful. And that's why a lot of people. Yeah, well, I guess it. it's one of those things with like psychology. It's like how you perceive things, right? It's like I would perceive this as dark and scary, whereas somebody else might see it as like calming and relaxing and still. Yeah. Right. A, a, a nice place for them to try. Right. right. Yeah. So some of the folklore surrounding uh, the forest has actually gone back several, several centuries. I'm going to butcher this word, but I'm going to try to say it that. Uh, act of abutza, which is, uh, quote-unquote, abandoning an old woman. Uh, so during times of hardship and famine, if you had someone that couldn't work in your family, mm-hmm. allegedly this forest was used to take your old people Stop. into and leave. <gasps> yeah. And I have to say allegedly because it's kind of like rumors around, but there's no official mm-hmm. history on it. There's also a bird-like demon named Atangu that apparently lives in the forest. An emperor was forced out of his throne and forced into exile, and when he died, he cursed the land with a demon. The demon likes to eat male genitalia. <laughs> okay. Oh. Like, loved it. Really specific. Yep. I have pictures of him. He has a red face. Kind of looks badass, like a kind of like a bird, big bird. <laughs> and he would hang local priests upside down in the trees until they died or went insane. So they're thinking maybe that could be a connection with the hanging. Um, there's also... There's, like, something, I know, like, that needs to be on something with, like, with fuck the patriarchy. Like, I, I need that to be a thing. <laughs> I will create a tango you. if you fuck with me too much. <laughs> Apparently, there's an old monk that nobody has seen outside of the forest, but he's actually, like, a calming presence. He usually talks people out of suicide, or he's helped a couple of travelers who have gotten lost. Interesting. So yeah. he's, like, a spirit in the forest. They, it's... They're unsure because, like, several people have reported talking to this mm-hmm. monk. But, again, nobody in the towns around have ever met or seen him. Okay. So it's kind of a rumor, but it could actually just be someone living in the forest. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd want to. No. Um, <laughs> no way. Um, the Buddhist monk will set up altars around trying to help usher the spirits out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, so, I mean, there are just... people there trying to do so yeah. good. Yeah, one of the, I guess, Japan's version of a park ranger said that he went in 37 days in a row and came out with a body 36 times. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then he probably (laughs) had to spend the night with them to help them cross. Oh, no. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's a place with a lot of contradiction because it is beautiful, it is open to tourists, and it's inherently very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And I think before you go to any place like this, you should have reverence for the history that's around it. You know, don't go in here being a douchebag. Both mm-hmm. like entering and leaving. Yeah. You know, and not leaving. I would like... probably stage myself oh, before absolutely. and after. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something I would see, but I personally don't think I would follow any strings Mm-mm. because it feels disrespectful. Right. I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever want to visit that forest to specifically see if I could find someone who committed suicide. Yeah, me either. And it just occurred to me that that makes Logan Paul's video that much more disrespectful because, Mm -hmm. and their tradition, when you find someone who's dead, the body's not supposed to be left alone. Oh yeah. And they kind of like poked at it and then left. He, he used it for views. Right. I mean, that's, I mean... Very disrespectful. Yeah. So my question to you is, 
I've heard, like, I haven't really done a lot of research on this or anything like that, but it, the legend that I heard was that the forest makes you commit suicide. So people go to this forest just for exploration or whatever to see its beauty, and they don't intend to commit suicide, but once they're in there, they just decide to. Do you think that that is the case, or that's just kind of like a story built around it? So I read one story on Reddit where the guy was just like a hiker, a day hiker. He wasn't going in there for the suicide aspect Mm -hmm. and he said that when he was walking he had voices suddenly flood him and visions of people he had never known suddenly flood him and they were talking to him about suicide and how he should commit it and it instantly like brought him to a depressed state and then he had another hiker walk past and it kind of passed the park rangers talked about how there are three different type of people that go there like the hikers the people looking for the macabre and the people that are contemplating suicide. And they said, you can immediately tell which three like people are grouped into. And some of the people that commit suicide bring camping gear with them. So there's like old decrepit camping gear mm-hmm. left everywhere. Almost like they weren't going to commit suicide, but they right. were just going to. Or yeah, maybe they were on that edge and this kind of oh, okay, pushed them towards it mm-hmm. more. Well, especially if, some of the, the ways that they died were, like, hard. You know, you'd kind of have to work yourself up to that. You might be there for most of the day before you do it in the evening. Right. right. You have a lot of contemplating to do. Right. Yeah. So we're really getting, I feel like, to the point in science where science and the supernatural are really starting to mix. Like, there are scientific things that can explain things that we're seeing now in the supernatural world. And one of them is how vibrations feel and affect us and Mm -hmm. can cause hallucinations and if this place has such a strong magnetic pull it could be causing hallucinations Mm -hmm. absolutely i think so i think if you're kind of in a place where you're feeling down and then suddenly you go to a place where you feel a strong magnetic pull you can literally hear your heart beating which that also has a psychological effect on you i could see where you could go in fine and then you know, you have this rope with you to find your way out of the forest and you use it for other purposes. Mm-hmm. So, right. and think about like that visceral, like stillness, you know, where it's just like, mm-hmm. if you can, like you said, like hear yourself breathing and your heart, you know, pumping and all of that, like inherently, like to me, I would be in defense mode. Oh yeah. You know, even though it's completely silent, it's like, I know some, it's like that anticipation is right. just like drawn out and it, like, well, cause everything gets up. quiet right before a predator hits. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's actually, and if that's, wind that's can't even blow, you like you lose all like sort of warning, you know, sticks breaking, right. or, you know, like how to sound and travel in this forest. Like, you're really alone with your thoughts there. Yeah, right. I mean, you're you're in it. And you're deep. Like, again, like you're hearing your heart race as yeah. you're getting more and more nervous. You know, well, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned like the magnetic pull and this and that because some of the research I was doing for the subject I was going to do, they mentioned things like the Bermuda Triangle and all that are just different dimensions. And I was like, okay, sure. But one professor, like, um, talked about how he's like, when you think of a different dimension, a lot of people have this, like, really weird idea about what it is and kind of it's alien to us. But he's like, really, think about, like, radio waves. All Mm -hmm. we're doing is changing sound to radio waves. We can't see them. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't feel them. But they exist amongst us. So he's like, a different dimension can be the same way. So, yeah, and that's so interesting. So, I mean, maybe this forest has something like that going on. And like you said, it can create hallucinations or you're seeing things that, you know, kind of make 
your mind go a little crazy. Right. Especially, like, if you know the history behind it, too, that can play into it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's funny, like, all of this ties straight into what I'm covering, but um, it's, like, just calling back stone tape theory, you know, where, like, mm-hmm. objects can hold, the, you know, these emotions and charge mm-hmm. with energy. And also thin places, just, like, yeah. being surrounded in these, like, odd places. Even, I mean, the mag, the issues with, like, the magnetic fields and things, like, telltale, you know? It's one yeah. of those things where it's, like, you're going to physiologically feel those changes but also like in your head yeah Uh, so that's my story on the suicide force of japan and i just also want to say you know feeling anxious and having anxiety and depression especially during the time of covid is very normal if you are feeling sad or depressed or are having suicidal thoughts please reach out to someone please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and we'll put that in our notes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right, so I have this hellfire that I can't believe you guys don't really know about, but um, yeah, I just wanted, it's, I'm doing the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, just wanted to throw out a trigger warning. There's talk of animal mutilations, ritualistic sacrifices, and murders. Um, there is an allusion to, um, like, sexual assault and Um, different assaults and things, but I just kind of lightly touch on it. I don't even go into that, but I wanted just to kind of cover the bases and say that out front. All right, so are you guys ready for this shit? Because it's wild. Yes, I've never even heard of this before, so. There's so many things, so much information, but I only went into a couple, but I tried to, like, give a huge overview of kind of everything. So, geographic information. Um, The Bridgewater Triangle is a 200-square-mile area of Massachusetts known as a pair of... Paranormal Vortex. It was named by Lauren Coleman, who was a notable cryptozoologist in the 1970s. Traced paranormal activity in the area back to the 1760s. Points of the triangle are cities of, I'm going to butcher some of these, I'm sorry, Abington, Rehoboth, and Freetown, and about 14 other cities making up the inner portion. And so when I was like looking, you know, I have heard it as the Bridgewater Triangle, not realizing that there are these own iconic things that happened in cities that are in this general area. Um, so the way that I organized it in my notes is bad juju and notable things in the area. <laughs> um, just because like these are all, some of these are like, well, obviously then there's bad things that are going to happen in this area. Native American curses brought on by poor treatment by settlers. Check one. Yep. <laughs> Suspected satanic rituals, mm-hmm. occult activity, Ritualistic sacrifices and animal mutilations. And then... So, that sounds a lot like the Utah Basin I talked about in the last Uh episode. That's why I immediately thought of it. Yeah. Oh, shit. But, um, yeah, I just... Again, the next kind of area was just, like, an I spy, because there's everything. Bigfoot sightings. (laughs) Yep. Poltergeists. UFOs. Like I said, animal mutilations. Ghosts. Orbs. And other cryptids. And historical folklore. All we're missing is time travel. <laughs> yeah, it's a, hot, robot a hotbed of all kinds of shit. <laughs> and like I said, it's not there. these three cities that are like the points of the triangle and then everywhere else is just like this gray area, but it's a very clear line. And the fact that it can be traced back to the 1760s is fucking wild. That is crazy. Yeah. That's, a, that's a long time ago. A long know? time. So I just... Named um, four major hotspots, and I'll go into different stories within those. Okay, the first one is the Freetown Fall River State Forest. In 1978, 
is the location where a 15-year-old victim, Mary Lou Aruda's body, was found tied to a tree after being reported abducted two months mm. before. Um, 1980 reported satanic satanic cult activity and suspected link to the Fall River cult killings. There was so much satanic stuff going on in the 1980s, yeah, the right? Satanic, yeah, it was mean, the satanic, satanic panic. panic. Yeah. Mm. Series of human murders and sacrificed bodies found in the woods. Odd patterns in landscapes stained with animal blood. Arranged carcasses of cattle that are scattered throughout the woods. Between 1987 and 2001, there were murders on a road winding through the woods. Several reported assaults. 2006, reports of aggressive animals in the area, a pack of dogs, and an escaped emu charging <laughs> at, at patrons. No, emus are mean as fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck birds, man. Sorry. <laughs> All right, cryptids in the forest um, from the Wampanoag folklore. Um, this is the probably the most popular one, um, so I'm not going to go too much in detail. I just wanted to give a little overview. They're called puckwudgies. They're approxim- <laughs> approximately yeah. four-foot, human-like, magical creature that can appear and disappear at will, often use deception meant to lure people to areas alone or in vulnerable areas to cause their death or assaults, and cause fires. What? Oh, so they're little mischievous little fucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it. Yep. Little <laughs> death trolls. <laughs> In 2016, wires were found stretched across popular paths in a way to catch off-road motorbike riders and likely decapitate. <gasps> oh, no. I saw a horror movie that had that in it one yeah. time. Oh, yeah, Ghost Ship. That yeah, Ghost was, Ship. That shit was yeah. wild. My, the best scene. Joseph had never seen it. He's my mm. boyfriend. He'd never seen it, and I was, like, on the edge of my seat. I was waiting for him to be like, ooh, ooh they're about to get all cut. <laughs> anyway, okay, back to this. Fun fact, Fall River is famous for the iconic Lizzie Borden case. And President, I was ask about that. Uh-huh, President okay. Ronald Reagan reported seeing strange lights in the sky within this very forest. Reagan knew what was up, y'all. Uh, he did. Nah. I mean, okay. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> that was very quick. Um, okay, so the second hot spot is the Hakamonk Swamp. Again. The swamp. This is also known as the place where spirits dwell. It's a 5,000-acre swamp the largest in New England, and home to an odd 8,000-year-old Native American burial ground riddled with bodies. Okay, so the norm. Yeah. Let me guess, everyone was super respectful of it. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Um, So sightings there, several Bigfoot sightings, reported sightings of Thunderbirds. These man-bird hybrids are seen, phantom dogs with red eyes, giant black panthers, enlarged animals such as giant turtles and snakes, ghost dancing of Chief Anawan, a chief that surrendered to colonists to end King Philip's war, and strange orbs that weave through the tree lines. I don't want to get you off track, but do they have their own version of the Jersey Devil? Don't they? Massachusetts? Um, I think it is in Massachusetts. I'll look it up on my own. I'm sorry. No, I didn't no, know you're if good. You had come I, across that. No, I'd never. But heard yeah, that. yeah, there's something weird like that. But the area is filled with several significant stone monuments, caves, and markers for many Wampanoag people. Um, so again, like I said before, it's the callback to the stone tape theory. Um, there's tons of water that oftentimes makes some parts of this swamp inaccessible, with tight waterways and tree lines being really low. Um, again, call back to thin places, water being one of them, and then kind of in this hotbed area with a big, like a burial ground, just, again, all of this stuff concentrated in that one area is clearly, like, fucking shit up. 
Like, when I was researching, they were talking about these, like, giant animals and stuff, and I was, like, confused um, as to what it was. But kind of reading more into different sources, it was interesting because the reason why they were saying that these things are enlarged is because they're able to reach parts of the swamp that aren't explored, so they're, like eating, you know, they're at the top of the food chain, mm-hmm. and they're just being That makes able, a lot of sense. I just, mean, that's why, like, in the Amazon parts where, like, people have never really been, they do the same thing. They find very yeah, big like, creatures. It's yeah. they're thriving. Yeah, it's, so that even adds a whole new layer to the. Um, so the next hot spot type area, it's a mass UFO sighting. The initial odd occurrence in the Bridgewater Triangle in 1760 was a UFO sighting of bright lights in the sky and a ball of fire in the sky. So with 100-plus years of documented sightings, it makes this really interesting. July 3rd, 1972, a large, somewhat translucent, triangular object was reported to a local naval base visible for over half an hour by at least 26 people. So, I mean, they had people from across this area calling, like, asking about what this meant, what this is, and that many people are seeing the same thing. So, like, Mm. corroborating the same experience, which... Again, this giant geometric shape in the sky that's translucent and also, like, fluid, so it's moving, so it's not just, like, a projected image, obviously. It's weird. And that also sounds a lot like kind of the, the UFOs that were sighted on Skinwalker Ranch. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. That's that's why I'm getting a lot of flashbacks of. Yeah. Yeah, because it was Walker also Ranch. considered a... Uh, like a paranormal vortex. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and then the last kind of thing that I went into was missing children. So, the area has many documented child disappearances, but the most interesting account is the story of the reappearance of Alden what? Johnson. Ew. Yeah, dude. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I just feel like this back. is going to be really creepy. I saw the same thing when, like, um, the, I'll go over my sources at the end, but, like, when one of the sources mentioned that, I was like, oh, my God, ew. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole new I just layer. imagine, like, a zombie or, like, a body snatcher. It, it's something. even worse. It's ew, even ew. fucking worse. Okay, is it a changeling? Just oh, fucking okay, okay. wait. Okay. <laughs> In 1934, a four-and-a-half-year-old four Alden Johnson was playing outside his house and disappeared. Witnesses heard a loud scream of a child being in pain or out of fear, and a detailed search of the nearby woods began. This search was the biggest and most extensive search for anyone at this time. Due to poor weather, freezing temperatures, and the landscape, they feared the worst for the boy. A group working in the swamp two miles from where he disappeared began looking for the boy the next day. Just as they began their search, the four-year-old appeared in the woods approaching one of the men looking happy but in a daze he was completely fine <laughs> held, like that. he held out a bundle of shrubs and sticks and like covered in mud asking him if he wanted to buy some flowers uh I feel like that's a fairy trying to trick some could people. you fucking not <laughs> not only would i would not be okay seeing a child in the middle of the fucking woods yeah if this kid the now child has been black missing, eyes this oh hell no we're absolutely doing black eyes like scoop him isn't that not fucking terrifying? That is creepy. And then I, I wonder if he found some random stairways that he traveled mm. up. I don't know. When interviewed, <laughs> the boy had no recollection of where he'd been or how he'd gotten there. He only rambled on a big story about this important mission of selling flowers and how that would make him rich. And the reason why, like, he was saying when they when they were interviewing him, he 
didn't, again, like, didn't remember anything. He had no recollection of the last, like, 24 hours of what he had been. But what he was saying was that something compelled him. He was being compelled to go into the woods to pick flowers. So he was it's playing... Like, he walked system. all that way? He was playing with... Well, a lot of this landscape, from what I understand, it's like these houses are like back... The back of their properties are the woods. Okay. So he just kind of wandered away. He was being compelled to like go pick flowers. And so he walked away from his sister and like into these woods. And then like they, you know, started the search about... That was the first... And then they were never able to find him or find a trace of him. And then right. there was also that scream. Well, and it stormed that right. night. It yeah. was like got down to like close to freezing so they were like he's gonna die because yeah, of the elements yeah. he's four and a half like Exposure, he's completely sure, exposed yeah. yeah he only rambled on about his important mission of selling flowers like i said and and even as he looked at the flowers he could only see flowers even if it was a bundle of sticks and mud like he they kept asking sure. him he was looking at the like telling him it's flowers like his he was like hallucinating yeah he was seeing these fucking flowers that no one else could see he was completely unharmed never felt the rain or cold, and hadn't even seen the bonfire the workers who had found him had just had. Um, yeah, so there was uh, all kinds of other, you know, options to go into. There was just, a, like I said, a hotbed of fucking things. I could have gone more into the Thunderbirds. I could go more into the cryptids. So we could do another episode for sure. Um, oh, I would love to do an episode on cryptids. Ugh, girl. But um, I wanted to make sure that I did mention my sources. Um, the sources that I used were Atlas Obscura, Thrillist, Ranker.com, SellerWalls.com, Road Trippers, Only in Your State, and the BridgewaterTriangle.net. And of course, Wikipedia as well. But yeah, that's the fucking Bridgewater Triangle. Ooh, that's, that's so good. Cool. I know. That's so cool. I feel I like it. there's there's so much more we could dive into. Also. Have they made any movies about it? There's a docu documentary for sure. The last time I saw it, it was on Amazon, but I'm not okay. sure. You know how like that fluctuates. But yeah. um, yeah, there's definitely tons of documentaries. There's even a couple of things, um, like videos and things that people have put together like on the internet that I could have gone to. There's tons of episodes I'm on totally podcasts. I'm totally going to YouTube that. Yeah, me too. Um, I would suggest morbid podcasts of the Bridgewater Triangle solely because they're in Boston, so they had oh, really cool yeah. stories well, on that episode. so good, Yeah, too. they had really cool stories themselves uh, on, from experiences since they live in Massachusetts. So oh, awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I show y'all a couple of pictures from, from mine? Yes. Okay. So this is how dense the forest is. Ugh. Like, look at the roots. Wow. Oh my gosh! Look, and it almost like looks like veins. There's so yeah. many veins. There's mm -hmm. so many like branches and things coming off of it. it looks yeah. like veins. I mean, I could see how you could get lost in that. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Well, I would look at, if I, that was my path ahead. Like, I would be eerie. I would be wary about where I'm going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh yeah, for sure. So this is Ugh. the eerie, which is what the suicide victims that aren't found supposedly turn into oh okay oh, God, oh shit is that the, the demon, demon <gasps> that likes to eat male genitalia mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah he likes to it. eat dicks even and his nose kind of looks like a dick like a dick yeah <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder <laughs> well we hadn't said it this episode no, yet yeah. we or zach baggins we haven't mentioned him <laughs> well there we go it kind of makes me wonder if there was a serial killer out at that time because it was only specifically reported for like this time around these villages right. mm-hmm it makes me wonder if there was a serial killer going around and killing men and boys and mutilating their genitalia. And then they sure. just were like, uh, they're like the forest. The demons. The demon. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Creepy. Cool. Don't like that. Do we have a palate cleanser? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up with one. <laughs> okay, you guys. So, we have concluded our episode. So, that means it's time for the palate cleanser. 
Um, so I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first. But my question for each of you today is, um, who is your weirdest celebrity crush and why? Oh, you bitch. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Are you? Oh, man. Well, since she has one, Birdie, you got to go first. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. you responded so, very quickly. I feel like I feel very persecuted by this because <laughs> y'all know. Okay. Well, one of mine, and I don't think it, that it's very weird, but Jack Black. Just no. Because he's so, I, like, would, I would have a crush funny. on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the one Savannah <laughs> wants me to mention is from The Dead Files. So he is a celebrity <laughs> in his own. It's Steve Bushami, <laughs> former That's New York name. City detective. It's Dushami. Is it Dushami? I, I thought, thought it was Dushami. 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 Whatever. But I call Steve. him Dushami all the time. Too. Um, he has nice firm arms upper arms <laughs> i will give him that he you know for his age they look and great. stuff they look his, great his biceps are pretty and good looking it's it's not really like a face that i'm attracted to it's <laughs> the presence that he has he's very authoritative very and no bullshit uncomfortable at how you're trying to rationalize <laughs> knowing that i cannot stand like i think he's great but i'm not at all understanding this attraction. Yeah. You don't get it? You don't get it? No. It's, it's because he, like, doesn't jerk people around. He doesn't let himself be he jerk you around. around. <laughs> it's a weird one, okay? Yeah. I admit it's a weird one. Everybody thinks I have a crush on Nicolas Cage. I don't. I'm obsessed with him because of his acting choices. Yes, absolutely. No crush. Yeah. And also Christian Slater. <laughs> Sneak that one in there. Great voice. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. You're right. I was looking for that answer. Um, Jerica, who was your celebrity crush? Your weirdest one, and why? I I don't know. Um, I don't have one, and I'm just still appalled at Bertie's ex ex. Uh, Not even Gordon Ramsay. I think Gordon Ramsay is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't. I like his attitude, but I don't. I don't think he's beautiful. Oh, got beautiful eyes. He's beautiful. He's, he's suave. He's, like, he is charismatic. Like, he's an asshole, but you're also like, I'm listening to you. 100%. You have the celebrity crush. That's him. That's, That's him. him. I know that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great to kids. You weird. know what? He could cook for you. Yeah. Not, not so. Exactly. Yeah. He would keep your kids in line. That's okay. For also, sure. piggybacking off of this, hot old guys. Who's your hot old guy? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know who I'm going to say, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Ooh, I, I didn't know what. Okay. So, my weird celebrity crush slash old guy crush because it's all in one category, mm-hmm. is Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Ew. I know. Gross. I had no lots for hard him pass. so hard. And then when he bad, looks like he's, like, sweaty at all times. I just, I don't, I think, yes, you, uh, you're right. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> well, this backfired. <laughs> I, okay. He was in a band that played in Odessa all the time. And, like, Savannah went to, to college there. And I was like, Savannah. He's at IHOP. He's at IHOP right now. Fucking never got to see him. But let me tell you about the dreams I had. Actually, I'm not going to tell you. But I'm just going to say. That's another palette. I'm just going to (laughs) say that that when Bad Santa came out, that to me, like, epitomized, like, what his attitude would be. And I just remember, like, maybe I was really into assholes at the time. But I was just like, God, he's such a And that whole movie. 
in that whole movie, he looked like he was just like someone who wandered onto step onto set like drunk, and they were like, "Yes, you, perfect." Like he looked That's sweaty the weird and like thing. a little bit disheveled. He pissed himself in the movie, and I was still attracted to, to catch him. It. I was still like, "I'm down with this." I don't. Yeah. I can't explain that one, you guys, but it's there. It happened. Wow. Okay, Jerica, your old guy crush. Um. Well, I got a couple. Um, a couple. Yeah. Um, Colin Firth. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Beautiful. I got, yeah. I don't even know if he's even that old, but Mark Ruffalo. <gasps> oh no, he definitely counts. Um, oh, so he's got some silver in there. But yeah. he is. Mm, okay. Yes. That one. That one's not a bad one at all. Um, my I guess my other celebrity crush that's kind of weird is Doctor Drew. Oh, yeah, you're way into Dr. I Drew. I had the, the biggest boner for Dr. <laughs> no. Drew. Why? She had her ex-boyfriend dress up as Dr. Drew for Halloween. I did. I bet hot. there's some, like, odd <laughs> subreddit deep into the world. 100%. Not so much after the whole Teen Mom thing, because he was a terrible host, and I lost a lot of respect for him, mm-hmm. but I think it was just because I used to listen to him a lot on... Love line, mm-hmm. and I was just like, man, he's so intelligent. But then he had like he had biceps, you know. Ugh. Okay. And that's over. Here. Up until you said the Teen Mom thing, I was like in my mind thinking Doctor Phil. Oh <laughs> God, no! So that's why I was no. so 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 appalled. I was wondering. I was like, he's good looking. <laughs> okay. Well, he's he's like, handsome. Okay. No, not Doctor Phil. Wow. I, don't know I was like, who would what have a crush on Doctor Phil? What's wrong with you? Jesus. I'm enjoyed it i know it's probably not super uplifting but go do something that will uplift you there you go yeah. i like that watch sage some teen mom. yeah oh, oh yeah <laughs> i was like sage shit she's like watch teen mom it's fine yeah do yeah. one of those do one of those <laughs> um yeah so um we hope you enjoyed the episode and stay tuned for future episodes until we talk to you again bye, bye. Hey guys, look into more at our website at www.violentdelightspodcast.com. Email us at spooky at violentdelightspodcast.com or check out our Instagram, violent underscore delights underscore pod. Oh.